up on today's federal newscast. Budget time continues on Capitol Hill. Find out who will get more money and who may lose out. A new bill by a D.C. area congresswoman looks to give feds more help during future shutdowns. And the Defense Department is paying nearly a billion dollars for upgrades to a portion of the barrier at the U.S. southern border. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. The Trump administration wants to cut nearly $300 million from the NIST budget in 2020. Measurements, facilities, construction, and research programs would all lose funding, while cybersecurity and the Manufacturing USA Network would see increases between 1% and 2%. NIST Director Walter Copin says the cuts follow the White House's priorities, but he will work with Congress to fine-tune the final budget bill. House lawmakers are skeptical the 2020 budget request from the Transportation Security Administration will be enough to address attrition, morale, and staffing challenges in the new fiscal year. The more than $7 billion request includes cuts to over 800 full-time positions, 50 canine positions, and critical search programs. Homeland Security Committee Chairman Benny Thompson says the administration should focus more on bolstering support for critical TSA programs and not eliminating them. Lawmakers are starting to throw around ideas for the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has details. House Armed Services Committee Ranking Member Mac Thornberry says he will float two draft bills which he hopes will be incorporated into the Congress's 2020 Marquee Defense Policy Bill. One bill will focus on attracting innovative small and medium-sized businesses to the Defense Department. The Pentagon is looking for those companies to keep it competitive against countries like China and Russia. The second bill will further carry out acquisition policy changes from the past to help the Pentagon buy weapon systems faster and more efficiently. I'm Scott Massioni. IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick says the time is right for the agency to refresh its legacy IT systems and modernize the programming language it uses for those systems. The agency has asked Congress for up to $2.7 billion over six years to modernize its IT systems. For fiscal 2020, the IRS wants $290 million for IT modernizations. Reddick says the IRS defends against more than a billion cyber attacks each year, including sophisticated attacks from nation-state actors. A new bill would add more rigor to how agencies determine the impact of regulations on small businesses. The legislation from Senator James Lankford and four others would require agencies change their rulemaking procedures so that regulatory flexibility analyses address eight factors. These include the reasons why the agency is considering the action, the estimated number and type of small entities the proposed rule will apply to, and all relevant federal rules which may duplicate, overlap, or conflict with the proposed rule. Another bill to help federal employees during future government shutdowns. Virginia Congresswoman Jennifer Wexton introduces new legislation to require federal regulators issue guidance encouraging financial institutions and banks to work with consumers and other businesses impacted by a shutdown. Wexton wants financial agencies and institutions to recognize their federal employee customers may face hardships during a government shutdown. The bill also requires these institutions to tell Congress about the steps they took during the government shutdown. 
The Whistleblower Protection Act celebrates its 30th anniversary this week. The Office of Special Counsel says it received a record-high 4,100 complaints of retaliation in 2018. Lawmakers and good government groups say Congress still has more work to do to protect federal whistleblowers. The Government Accountability Project is urging Congress to take up more whistleblower protections that good government groups have been pushing for years, and the Project on Government Oversight is launching a resource guide and toolkit for federal employees about their whistleblower rights. The American Postal Workers Union reaches out to the Federal Mediation and Conciliation Service to resolve an impasse in contract negotiations with the Postal Service. APWU President Mark Diamondstein says the union disagrees with a four-tier pay and benefits model the USPS has proposed for employees. APWU says the mediation process will take about 45 days. The agency can recommend a compromise for both parties but cannot force them to reach a settlement. The Army Corps of Engineers awards nearly $1 billion in contracts to upgrade sections of the U.S.-Mexico border wall. The two contractors, SLS Co. and Barnard Construction Company, will remove waist-high fencing in New Mexico and replace it with tall fencing to go up to 30 feet high. A major breakthrough in the DOD's controversial cloud procurement. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. The Defense Department found the Jedi cloud procurement has not been prejudiced by a former employee who previously worked at Amazon. DOD says its investigation revealed the $10 billion program did not suffer from a conflict of interest. The Pentagon, however, did find possible ethical violations, which it referred to its inspector general. DOD also downselected to two final bidders, Amazon Web Services and Microsoft, leaving Oracle and IBM on the outside. Jedi still faces a post-RFP protest in federal court. I'm Jason Miller. Lieutenant General Joseph Martin is tapped as the new Army Vice Chief of Staff. He'll take over for General James McConville. Martin is currently the Director of Army Staff. Before that, he commanded the 1st Infantry Division at Fort Riley in Kansas. The Veterans Affairs Department insists it will be ready for the June 6th deadline to stand up a new consolidated community care program under the Mission Act. Acting Veterans Health Administration Director Richard Stone says it may not be perfect, but VA will be ready to see veteran patients and direct them to community providers in two months. VA says its decision support tool will be ready as well. At least one veteran service organization, though, is urging VA to push back its implementation timeline. The Disabled American Veterans Organization says VA is not ready and does not think it will be ready in two months either. Four agencies collaborate in one of the biggest cases of Medicare fraud ever. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The FBI and the Health and Human Services Inspector General, together with the IRS Criminal Investigations Division, help federal prosecutors bring charges against 24 people. Authorities say the defendants built Medicare out of $1.7 billion. The alleged scheme was complex, involving kickbacks from medical equipment distributors to medical practitioners, who in turn were working with phony telemedicine companies and crooked overseas call centers. I'm Tom Temin. And a U.S. Customs and Border Protection officer pleads guilty to stealing federal funds. The Justice Department says Daniel Lurchbacker misused a federal stipend he had requested for housing and his children's schooling while stationed in Canada as a CBP officer. DOJ says he used nearly $55,000 for unrelated items. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.